0: You can kick your fancy ales. you can by the wagon. but the only for the brave and comes from the Hello and welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast, I'm Danny, today we're having another episode of Keep It Secret, Keep It Safe. We'll be discussing heroic stats, so might will and fate. I'm joined today by Travis, Hello. and this guy, Tina Hello. I'm sure you're all sick of them by now, but yeah. they're the only ones
1: yeah. we can find. So yeah. yeah, we just can't disagree with that at all.
2: No, no, we really can't. The others are too busy playing games in the other room. The pricks. The they bastards. need to get out here and work. <laughs> they need okay. to work for that salary that we pay them.
0: What are heroic stats, Travis?
2: Well, I think this is the part that makes the Lord of the Rings strategy battle game, or the Hobbit strategy battle game, so damn cool. It is a resource function in the game. So, Might, Will and Fate allow you to do stuff that is cool and is fun. That's pretty much, (laughs) I think, the best description I can think of off the top of my head. It's, yeah, basically a resource.
0: It's what separates the heroes, which we all know and love from the movies.
1: Yep, and the books.
0: And the books. Because The Lord of the Rings is about mainly about specific characters and heroes. And it's m- what makes them special in the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally uh, agree.
1: The fact that you can uh, use them to modify dice rolls.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're jumping the gun here. Yeah. Um, they
2: do yes. so much yeah. more than that.
0: It's one of the first, most important things that a new player has to learn is how heroic stats work yep. and how heroes function. Of course, every army has to have several heroes because of the war rules and stuff. Yep. So they're a key thing. So, Are should you- we start on Might? nice, I, simple, fun, I think and that's complex uh, one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, may as well. So,
0: Tannin, could you give us a brief overview of the multiple ways might can be used?
1: Okay, this is going to take a while. Strap yourselves in. I guess the first thing I should probably cover is that might can be used to call a heroic action. Which are? Do I have to list them? Yes.
0: <sighs> yes. Yes, you do. And then we'll discuss them.
1: You call them at the start of the phase, so for the at the start of the movement phase, after you've rolled for priority, you can call a heroic move, a heroic march, a heroic channel. I think the swapper of me is technically there, and we'll I know right. if I don't mention that, Travis will throw something at me.
2: I am appeased. Continue.
1: In the shooting phase, you can call a heroic shoot and a heroic accuracy, and with the combat phase, you could call a heroic... Combat and a heroic
2: strike. I think it's just it's just those two.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Um, so what
2: do these do? They're actions that allow your hero to move out of sequence and we'll...
1: or do stuff out of sequence or modify their stats.
2: Yeah.
1: Shall we just start with heroic move?
2: Yeah, we'll get we'll tell you what each of the actions does. We won't get into sort of the applications. We'll save that for uh, another keep it secret. But heroic move allows you to move first before the person with priority. A heroic march allows you to move faster and the models around him to move faster. The heroic channel is interesting. That one allows your spells to gain an additional effect or increases the power of the spell.
1: Assuming the spell you're casting has a channeled version of it.
2: Yeah, which gets a little There's bit...
1: n- There's no point channeling with cardish if you're just going to fireball. But this
0: there is a handy quick reference chart in the back of the rulebook,
2: yeah. isn't
1: that? The big rulebook. Yeah,
2: it? the big yeah, rulebook. The big rule book. It's quite useful, in fact. The, uh, the Yeah, those
1: reference guides, they do tend to be, you know, the... pretty good for reference. <laughs> hmm.
2: The shoot phase, it, yeah. the shoot phase one, the heroic shoot, again, allows you to shoot before the person with priority shoots. The heroic accuracy allows the hero and all warriors around him to re-roll in the way checks, which is can be useful at times. I have used it.
1: Yes, but I think the only time I've seen it used is by Travis, and that's only because he had Aragorn, and he didn't have anything else to spend the might on, so he went...
2: heroic accuracy. I have, though, called a heroic shoot with Dwyn here once, to shoot before a Watcher in the water, so Ah. that I could try and shoot out the Watcher in the water, or deal some damage to it before he could use his tentacles to shoot and grab people into Mm -hmm. combat with him. So that was fun. The fight phase heroic actions are heroic combat, which is probably the, I would argue, the most unique out of all the heroic actions. Basically, if your hero wins a combat, kills all the models in combat, they're allowed to move and charge again. And lastly... The heroic strike, which raises your fight value by d6. So these are sort of the main applications of might. They're obviously. I'm not
1: sure about the main. I'd argue that the main application of might is to modify the hero's dice rolls.
0: Which is the second application we we're going to talk about, which we'll do now.
1: Yeah, you can modify TV. your dice rolls by one, by positive one or negative one per point of might. I believe there is a specific list of what you can use it for in the yeah. rulebook, which is for the dual roll to wound,
2: your dual roll, your strike roll, your skill checks, reinforcement rolls, resist checks, spell checks, and courage checks. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Um.
0: Again, it needs to be stressed that in the best way of learning how to use these things is to actually read the rulebook. It's a lot more in depth. We are probably going to stuff up and make mistakes, and. Yeah it'll be a lot more logical than we can hope to be. Yeah, funn-
1: funnily we're... enough, reading the rule book does help you learn the rules.
2: And on that as well, just playing the game and seeing what happens when you use a point of might is another really good way to learn out how to use might.
0: So we can see that might's a really effective and useful resource. What Can you give some specific examples of when, say, you might use a point of might?
2: Yeah, well, we'll start with the boosting effects first. By boosting, I mean the using of might to modify a dice roll, as Tienan said earlier, which is commonly referred to as boosting. Generally, you want to use it when there is something to gain, when you really, really need to pass a check or you really need to win a combat or do a wound. At the start of the game, you know how much might your army has. And generally, what I like to do is find out what... I'm going to be using my might to do. Some armies will use might differently than others, like Grey Company will have a tendency to use their might to win combats and wound, where other armies such as like Gondor will prefer to use their might to call heroic actions. What you want to do with the boosting side of things is you want to look at your army and go, am I going to need my might to win combats? Is this something I need to do? Does my might need to be used to wound? These are the sort of questions you need to ask yourself at the start of the game and go, okay, that troll chasing is going to be a bit difficult for my generic warrior to take down. I'm going to dedicate my hero's might to killing it, so that when I do go into combat with it, I have the resources to burn to kill it. But there's
0: not much point using might to kill goblins when there's 80 of them. Yes. However, maybe to kill elves would be worth it.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why Boromir is so scary, is the fact that he has those six points of might. And five and- Six. And at the fight six, but he's got the six points of might, so almost guaranteed to get a six on a roll if you need him to, even if he rolls a one.
2: I have seen that, like, especially since, in particular, Boromir Condor has one point of will. But as an opposing player, you always have to assume that one point of will is an automatic resist to a spell. So, like, yeah. Because he's just got so much might, you can just go, I'm dumping five in to make your spell go away.
0: So are there any situations where you'd pretty much always boost with the point of mind?
1: I think if you're going all in against an enemy hero or just an enemy big thing that you want to kill and, you know, you've rolled a five, they've rolled a six, and you have the higher fight value.
2: Yeah. Oh, even then, also, occasionally you'll... Uh, occasionally you, you won't,
1: but... You can cop it.
0: Also keeping your models alive?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you, if you're using it with regards to winning combat so you really need to consider how much damage is your hero going to do to them because if you're not going to kill them outright then you might yeah yeah, might not need to use it and also how much damage they can do to you if there is no physical way of them killing you outright it may be worth saving it for the next turn to Mm. yeah cancel out some bad luck or
2: you asked dan's question about when should you always use might to boost i think when you're higher a fight and you're trapped and surrounded by a lot of big, scary things, I'm thinking like Gilgalad, who's trapped and surrounded by a troll chieftain and like five mortal orcs, that'd be a time to use a might point on your five to make it a six.
0: Providing they've got a six.
2: Yeah. That would be a very good time to so use your So pretty might. much yeah. to
0: keep your models alive, because there's no point a model dying with two points of might left.
2: Correct. And on that as well, fate rolls. The amount of times I've had people even just pause... When they shouldn't pause, they've rolled their fate on their hero, he's got one wound left, and this is his last fate point, he's spending it, he rolls a three and goes, oh, I'm dead. I'm like, no, you have a might point, use the bloody thing.
0: That's why we have this podcast. (laughs) Are there any cases where it's probably not worth using a point of might to boost success, like to shoot, like to hit, or something?
1: Yeah, to shoot's a good one. It's mainly due to the fact that you've normally got a few other rolls, and...
0: It's good to guarantee things. Yes, yeah. you you want to you, like you only really want to use it
1: to yes to ensure you're doing something, and to ensure you're doing something worthwhile. You never want you very very rarely want to use it on the to hit roll, but on on the to rune roll of shooting, that's yeah. And a occasionally solid choice. It
0: can be worth it. because yeah. we can see that might's very powerful, it's also good to think of how you can deny the opponent's might. Use. Yep,
2: Dwemer Lake! Dwim Lake is a good option. Shades are another good option. Shoot him. Yep. Take him out. Might is one of those things that can make and break a game. It is the fundamental resource in the game. It is the core resource in the game. and it, It's what makes Lord
1: of the Rings different to yeah, all the other systems out the there. All the other systems.
2: When you're fighting someone else's might, what you always want to be trying to do is forcing them to use might when they don't want to be using might. So... Charging an enemy hero, trapping them, even just with a couple of guys, and going. If I trap you, there is a chance I might kill you. Or your horse. Yeah, or your horse. That's another really good one. Is charging an enemy hero, beating them in combat, and then they're like, "I can use a point of might here to win the combat, but if I lose, I lose my horse." So you force the ball back in their court. You make them use might when they don't want to. If they're using might begrudgingly, and you'll be able to tell when they when when this happens because they'll curse and swear or they'll get all high. throw dice at the wall yeah that wasn't a <laughs> moment of mine but you'll you'll see it and whenever you make your opponent do something they don't want it to do that is always a good thing yes and you've also got you've got do have that interesting sort of
1: meta game of uh we said to oh wait you weren't here for that were you Apparently not. Okay, change the topic. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, there is a weird metagame of when you have two heroes, of if you have the higher fight and you have to call a heroic action first, you've got the, do I call a heroic strike now? Because he definitely is, but if I call one now, he's not. Yeah.
0: I prefer bulging the opponent by charging the model next to, if you've got the high fight, next to the enemy (laughs) hero, and then you heroic combat. And then they have to work out, do they want to strike or not? If they strike up higher than you?
2: Yeah, um, that, that's another one. Or use another hero on the other side of the board that you've got there as well to force a ball back in their court. Yeah, I,
1: I'm sure we could dedicate an entire mm-hmm. podcast to um, um, the kind of inter- intricacies uh, of
2: playing your opponent combat. and using might.
0: Also, well, you can see that might would be very useful and vital in a mounted army.
2: Yes, particularly so and I I think And against mounted armies. Yeah, I think this is a good segue into heroic actions when to use your might to call them. Similar principle to the using might to boost with boosting, you always want to make sure that when you spend the point of might you're getting something out of it. You're using it for a reason. Heroic actions can be a little different in the course of I've occasionally called heroic actions with characters simply to make my opponent call a heroic action. Just to force them to use their might,
0: and if they use the last point of might now or something, yeah, you'll have lots of options later.
2: And that's something that you can look at in a game and go, "All right, I'm at a might disadvantage here. How? And again, how can I force my opponent to use might?" But heroic actions is one of those ones where you can get something out of it by having your heroic combat fail. Still, like, okay, I failed a heroic move but you've used a might to also call a heroic move. And that's something you can always do, but when you want to make a play with your might calling heroic action, you need to make sure that your opponent can't counter or stop it. And that's the big one. Yeah,
1: it's not good to rely on that 50-50 roll-off. Even if it seems to work for you all the time, it is a 50-50 chance. You should not be relying on that.
2: I don't know how many times I have said this to new players or young players or just players in general. Don't risk a game or a very critical part of the game on a 50-50 roll. It is a bad idea. But you've got a
1: whole 50% chance to win.
2: When I use
0: caravan stuff like my Rivendell Knights, I'll try not to charge anywhere with might. That's where the 10-15 bows is vital because you can just pinpoint a hero, shoot at it until it dies, and then you can charge there safely. Because I assume I'll fail every heroic move.
1: As you can probably tell, you can use a heroic move to charge cavalry before they charge you, thereby robbing them of their charge bonus.
2: And that's the thing. They put cavalry. It's the second charge that is really critical for them, because they're usually always guaranteed for their first charge because of their high movement. Oh, against infantry, at least. Yeah, against infantry. Against cavalry. Oh, yeah, well. it's, it's yeah, it's whatever. It's a kettle fire. of fish. But against enemy infantry, you really need to make sure that when you go in you either, you're going to kill the enemy hero that's in their front rank or in their lines with your character, say like you have an all-mounted Rohan army. You go, Amy goes in, he calls a heroic combat and he kills that enemy hero. So that next turn, you have the might available to call another heroic move to push forward your charge so that they can't counter you with their own.
0: Denying the opponent's might is a really important thing.
2: This sort of stuff comes with experience as well. You can't just sort of like...
1: And also seeing it done by other players and that,
2: that's a that's a big thing as well
0: but may, we may as well use our experience can you all give me one of your favorite might uses or tactics or tricks like i'll start with mine say well one that david loves using when people who are channel if he's got to say someone's heroic channeling a sorcerer's blast for some reason don't know why he's doing that but i um, and i've got a lath. i'll call a heroic move i'll move first and transfix you
2: it forces them to then resist the spell and possibly use even more might to resist the spell so that <laughs> their previous might point that they've already spent that turn doesn't get wasted. And it's again, it's the same thing of making sure that every time you spend a point of might, it's for a reason. Yes. We should probably also mention the tactic of burnout. Yep. Yeah. Burnout is a sort of a, a little tactic that we've sort of come up with basically it's the idea and principle of spending all of your might in one go it is to call a heroic combat with multiple heroes across the board so say you have a gondor army and you have baromir baromir a captain madril and kirion for instance and even beragon let's say all six of those characters charge into combat the idea of a burnout is you call a heroic combat with every single character and then you use your might with all those characters to make sure you win all the combats, get the kills in all the combats so that you can move again, and then once again, you charge for the second time and go through and kill everything that you can.
0: And then you'll hopefully kill 10 models. And
2: yeah, or even more. I have one of the these burnouts that I've done was I spent a total of 9 points of might between 4 characters. I killed, in that turn, I think it was 13 models with those Could heroes.
0: Um, knowing me, I just like... Just roll wands and. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. happens.
2: The idea is to put your opponent so far behind that they could not possibly come back.
1: It, it's also very good at breaking shield walls, especially. Yeah. Uh, Low fight o- shield walls. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Or Especially the old Black Numenorians and the terror shenanigans, hmm. because you can have some powerful heroes charge those Black Numenorians, heroic combat. Uh, and charge two more, and if you're doing that with a couple of other heroes, that's you know four to eight Black like, Numenorean's gone, and that's hard that's to recover right, from. One. Yeah,
0: it wasn't in the new FAQ they didn't they clarify or change? Yeah, something? that
2: one was interesting. Previously, the rules stated that you a hero could only benefit. This is the critical word here: benefit from one heroic action a phase. So if you called a channel. You could not, and another hero next to you called the march or a move, you could not benefit from the march or the move because you channeled.
0: That's really annoying me several times. Yeah.
2: In the new FAQs that have recently come out, they have said that a hero can only call one heroic action in a turn, but they can benefit from multiple so long as they're not the ones calling it. And what that means is you get these really cool interactions now where, say, Aragorn, a captain, and Faramir charge one guy. Aragorn calls a heroic strike. Faramir calls the heroic combat, and then the other guy makes sure he has his might to win the combat, and then you move the fight 10 Aragorn now into a troll chieftain and kill it. That's some of the cool stuff that you can yeah. do now, because you can benefit from multiple heroic actions. So, yeah, be yeah. weary. Okay, are there any,
0: because we can modify dice rolls down, can you think of any situations where you'd do that? Uh...
2: I've got one on the straight off the top of my head. The
1: only thing that's coming to my mind at the moment is if you're trying not to kill the enemy so they don't hit a quarter, so you lose a combat.
2: Yeah. There are three instances that I have in particular used might to lower my dice rolls. The first instance is in Reconnoiter and in Hold ground I've used might oh, to yeah. stall my warbands, so I modified the result of a 2 to a 1 so that my warband didn't arrive this turn. And that was so that my opponent didn't get to choose where they came onto the table, and yep. I get a second roll next turn to try and bring them on somewhere more useful. The second instance I can think of is forcefully losing combat or forcefully not wounding. I once used a might point to turn my five into a four, so I wouldn't wound a goblin, so that my opponent's army didn't get broken, so that the game would last another turn.
0: Which allows you to achieve which, the objectives, which correct. is the main reason yep. when you're playing the game. Correct.
2: Correct. Oh. And the very last one is on a, of a similar ilk. I took a courage test with Eowyn. I used two points of might to fail her courage test so that my generic warriors wouldn't get a stand fast. They then had to take chests by themselves. They all ran away, ended the game, and I had Royal Guard on the objective still because Aemir was still on the table. They held the objectives and I won the game because I forced the game to end by using might to fail courage tests to make generic warriors run away. And that
0: reinforces why it's important to look at the victory conditions and end conditions yep. of the game and Correct. to plan accordingly. Now we may as well move on to Will. Yep. We'll probably get back to Mike because we go on tangents.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: what is Will? Will's Will is used to cast and resist spells and to, I believe it's just increase your yes. courage value. You I can only
2: use Will to increase your courage tests. You cannot yeah. use it to decrease it something yeah
0: so what you describe it as like magical energy mojo juice or something or
2: well please way, edit that out of the <laughs> the way it's described in the book is will in relation to magic a bit more in lord of the rings universe will is done by a person's willpower and through music and stuff so will sort of represents characters in a fortitude their ability to push past, beyond... Their mental things. prowess. Yeah, their Where mental prowess. is
0: representing their...
2: Heroical feats and their intelligence and their ability to defy the odds. Will is more of their fortitude to do that. So, Will is used to cast spells because spells is all about your mental fortitude and how you manipulate the flow of energy and also how to resist that energy as well and keep yourself moving forward I guess. So... Yeah.
0: What are the main uses of will? So, casting spells, resisting spells, and modifying courage.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I thought there was another one for some reason, and I'm like, no, no, there's um, not.
0: Okay, there's special rules like the Golden King and...
2: Yeah, there's there's some other characters in the game that can use their will in other ways. Alfred, Alfred, the Golden King, um, um, Oyn, to name o- a couple. Oin? Oin. Oin, yes, can use his will to use a banner effect, which are useful. But
0: yeah. So first, the most obvious use for using will is to pass coaches because you can't yeah. use it to fail.
2: Yeah, um, and again, this comes down to game awareness as well and looking at the table, seeing what your opponent is putting in front of you, if they're putting... Large ult,
0: amounts of magic.
2: Large amounts of magic. You probably don't want to use that will point. You your might want to use a might. Yeah, you might want to use a might occasionally. I know I have at times looked across the table and I think I did this again a game against you, and was I saw you had the, I think it was the Shadow Lord. Yep. The shadow levels on the table, I'm like, I'm going to need my will points to, uh, <laughs> to resist spells. And I used a might point instead of a will point to pass a courage test with Legolas, and then a spell came at Legolas later that turn, which I then used my two will points to resist.
1: And yet you kept failing courage tests. That yeah. was with
2: Thranduil, not with Legolas.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so we'll use it. But if, of course, the enemy has no spells, or you have no spells, you'd pretty much use will yeah. all the time. It wasn't in the original... Rules, and no. I think that's a really good
2: change. I was ecstatic over that change. It made Sheelob phenomenal. 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 And it made yes. this yeah.
0: stat get used every yeah. game.
2: Yeah. And it's it's a stat that even your basic captain can use now. It's, yeah,
1: it's really, really useful. And I'm I'm sure we'll talk about the applications of will and magic in a later episode. Yeah.
0: Um it's worth stressing you have to plan with um both Might and Will throughout the game, when you'll use it, how much you'll use, and you have because there's no point ending your game with 10 points of will left on your Ringwraith, yeah. or 2 points of might left on Gandalf.
2: I will though quickly, just before we move on to Fate, because as I said, we'll get to will and magic in a later podcast. One thing you want to sort of work out as well when you're looking at will stores for spellcasters, is work out if you're going to be using a will defensively. If you're the only spellcaster on the board, you're probably going to be using a lot of your will offensively, so you have a bit more freedom to use your will aggressively. But if you're, say, got Gandalf the White and a Witch King of Agmar on the table, you probably don't want to be throwing your will as aggressively to be casting spells.
1: Especially Gandalf, because uh, the Witch King can break your staff.
2: Yeah, you probably want to be watching out. You probably want to be using a bit more of that will as a defense, because will can also be used to stop magic, as we said earlier, and... If you've got two enemy spellcasters going in a magic duel, you really want to make sure that you've got the right amounts of will to put up basically the will shields at the right time. That's one way to put it. <laughs> okay. I like coining a phrase. What can I say?
0: Onto fate, which is the abilities, la- the hero, the hero's ability to yeah, it, be lucky pretty I much think, uh, and
1: not to die. To laugh in the face of death.
2: I think way back in the fellowship... No, that's was- courage. <laughs> way back in the fellowship, I think it was referred to as a hero's connection to the ring. So, how their fate tied to the ring? I think it's sort of changed. Yeah, yeah I it, think it's, now. it's changed
1: as the Lord of the Ring system has how expanded.
0: Like yeah, connecting uh, with them and stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, um, how much plot armor they have? That is actually a really,
2: really good way of describing it.
0: <laughs> so we can see that most of the heroes that die. In um, the one movies and books, have one or zero, yep.
2: fate. Um, although, yeah. Fate, although
1: yeah, it's not not that always, consistent. But, but mm.
0: like, say, Boromir has no fate. Isildur has more fate than Elendil because he survived a bit longer.
2: Gilgalad has one fate because one, he went down. But you look at someone like Elrond has three. He's very much.
1: Rivet rolls as well.
2: Yeah, uh, Gandalf, and then you even got someone like Boromir who's tied to the f- to the fate of Middle Earth, but not overly tired. Or, He's got two points there.
0: Say people like Hesharan have three? Yeah. And that's just probably they're really lucky and talented and stuff and they didn't that's want to give
2: him 10 ninjas. wounds.
1: ninjas.
0: Ninjas. okay. <laughs> so, how does fate work?
2: Well, fate, I like to think of it as a half wound. Whenever you take a wound on a hero, you can elect to use a fate point. You roll the dice, on a four plus, the wound that you took is ignored. So that, is really quite powerful. So, when do I use my
0: fate points? Straight away, as soon as I've suffered a wound, or do oh, I save them and keep my opponent guessing?
1: Well, most people who are new tend to use it as soon as possible because, hey, it's, you're saving you a wound. Mm. However, most of us here tend to save it for as long as possible, except in scenarios where you lo- where your opponent gets victory points for wounding mm-hmm. so your, your leader, leader in which case you would use it first.
2: I agree completely, Tenon. You want to look at the scenarios and see: Do I give away victory points for my leader being wounded? If so, use your fate the first thing whenever your leader gets wounded, because you do not want to give away victory points. On a similar token, as well, one of your generic run-of-the-mill heroes out to the side takes a wound. Why spend the fate point straight away? You don't have because to- he's wounded. It makes no difference whether you, you use it now or later. If say an orc captain charges Legolas and Legolas is on one wound with three fate, if you had to spent the fate first, you could have blown through all fate rolls and then be on one wound. But if you keep the fate, he's not quite sure if he wants to spend a point of might to wound you.
0: Second and time or whether or not yeah. you have
2: four wounds left. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's cashing in that advantage for a bit of game edge. And the other thing as well is why spend the fate point? Sometimes you might not even lose another combat for the rest of the game. So just take it on your wound profile. It doesn't, unless it affects you for victory conditions, your wounds, again, is like a resource. It tells you how much damage you can take. That's how much damage you can take. And you as long as you've
0: got one left, you're good. Yeah.
2: So long as you have one wound left, you're fine.
0: What if you roll a three? Might. Do you use might or do you not use might and just take the wound?
2: That is entirely up to the player. If you feel that your hero is going to die if you don't spend that might on that wound, the point of might on that wound, I would let it slide. But on the similar token, if you're, say, someone like Aragorn, I've occasionally thrown a fate point early with Aragorn because I know I still have my free point of might for the turn available. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll throw the fate point going, this is not a 4 plus fate save, this is a 3 plus fate save because I have a free point this turn.
0: On the 3 plus, fate. Fate save. We know our our favourite dwarf,
2: <laughs> Thrall. Yeah, he's he's a uh, oh, he's an interesting one. Um, have to have a no
0: line enemy on him. Yeah, I will probably actually get to one of his Could be good. ones soon. in the
2: future. Maybe I don't know. See how we go. He's an interesting one. The uh, the Arkenstone with his
0: potential infinite fate roll. Yeah, and then say Galadriel's got a mirror, yep. which restores people. Tom Bombadil can.
2: Yeah, yeah, and again, that's coming down to knowing your army and knowing your opponent's army. Another one as well is insta-kills. King of the Dead, Chromancer, Morgul Blades. If you know your opponent has a insta-kill move, such as a Morgul Blade, you want to be using your fate first to ignore those wounds. You want to hang on to it. You only want to use those fate points if a Morgul Blade is about to go through your gut. You do not use it when the generic orc next to him does a wound to you. Unless, of course, it's going to kill you. Yeah. And uh, the same thing happens to Thridan, and I, I can't remember if it's Thryden or the, the uh, Knight it's of the White Tower. It's doubled before fate? One of them is. is. One of them's not. And that's the one you want to be spending the fate on, is to block two wounds instead of blocking one.
0: Also, don't the new giant spiders, don't you resist yes, using the fate? Yes, spiders. Yeah, the new Mirkwood spiders. So it's useful to have some fate around to stop you being paralyzed, just in yeah. case. Uh,
2: but on the similar token, sometimes you can let that paralyze go through If you have enough guys around you who can, you know, shake and wake you up.
0: And it seemed that might is often used on the other, on will and fate, to modify them because they're both finite resources.
2: Yes, they are. And that's that's another beautiful thing about the game is using resources to make your other resources more effective.
0: But then you have to consider how much resource is this worth.
2: And again, it's down to game awareness, looking at the table. If you're running Galadriel with the mirror... You want to be spending fate as soon as you get wounded because you can keep refreshing it and getting it back. If you don't have Galadriel and say you're a Gondor army going up against the Witch King of Angmar with Morgul Blade, you want to hang on to your fate for as long as possible until the Morgul Blade comes at you. You need to, it's sort of one of those things where you need to look at your opponent and go, What can my resources be used for to stop my opponent from doing something? And that's the big thing about fate, is just being game aware. Yeah. Kind of. Um <laughs> So does that about wrap it up, do you reckon? Yeah, is I can't think of anything else with Might, Will, and Fate.
1: Unless we want to talk a bit more about heroic shoot and heroic accuracy.
2: Uh, not particularly. We can do a <laughs> quick thoughts on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
2: think we'll get to the heroic actions more in depth at yeah, some point. The main
0: point is actually look and see what benefit calling the heroic action will make. What's the yes. marginal benefit from taking this action yeah, and right. whether or not you're better off saving it
1: not just for the benefits of you, but how much benefit your opponents will get from using it to see if you want to counter, and of course, you have to compare how much resources you've got to your opponent, and see if you can sort of try to make them use theirs when they don't want to, so you have an advantage.
0: But we stress, don't spend too much time on that, because that's just really annoying for the opponent, you sitting there for five minutes going, um, um, it's most useful after the game to just sit down and think about yeah, yeah. what Written. you could have done differently. I think, Travis, you used to have a notebook or something that you used to write. Yeah, that's actually
2: yourself. one thing that we need to stress a lot. At the start of the game, go through all the characters with might, will, and fate, and multiple wounds, and write them down. Write down every oh, God, wound, yes. write down every might, Down. write down every will point, write down every fate, and make sure you're crossing them off as you go. Because there is nothing worse than getting halfway through the game going, how much might points does Thorin have left? Oh, he has two. No, no, he called that thing earlier. No, I didn't call that. I changed my mind. Remember, always write it down because it saves heaps of headaches later so and take friendships.
0: Pen, pens, paper, yes. or electronic devices to all your tournaments. Yes, um, I do. Some people make nice laminated cards where they just get a whiteboard mark and like say, have six dots for their six might, and just put a dot. Yeah, a
1: I, I, I love War machine. machine.
2: There's heaps of stuff out there for keeping track of your Might, well and they. and it's a resource. This game, this is what makes this game so, 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 so entertaining is you have resources, you have something that once you spend, you can't get it back most of the time. There, there's yeah. some exceptions <laughs> to that rule, but generally speaking, once you've spent a resource, you can't get it back and you need to really appreciate that fact and be patient. Sometimes waiting to spend Might is a good thing. You don't have to spend it straight away. And
0: book, bookkeeping is extremely important if you have a Ringwraith army. Yes. Or using Florence Company. Yes.
2: I can attest to both of these because I have recently ran the nine to a tournament and I had 120 will points that I had to keep track of.
0: And it's probably also worth naming your Ringwraiths in that or numbering them.
2: I num- I numbered them. And, and your Rangers yeah. at the north. And your Rangers at the north. And Dunedine.
0: So, which of these 24 Rangers has might? Uh, <laughs> Zed
2: does. I like to use the alphabet for my Rangers. I, like I, use, I use Roman numerals. Yeah, I stopped. It's a sign on the back. I, sh- I stopped using Roman numerals after uh, that re- recent tournament with the Na- with the the Nazgul because I ha- I kept getting the uh, the four and the six confused. <laughs> so I kept crossing off 6 as Well, when I was well, that's to be crossing off fours, well, and I kept crossing. Uh, it was getting the messy. green well, dragon just because you can't discourages
0: count. cheating via <laughs> by being who...
2: dyslexic and. <laughs> it was a tad bit
0: dyslexic. I will admit, but
1: only because of that, you can cheat any other way you like. <laughs> We encourage that.
0: Okay. We should probably wrap up yeah, here. Wrap you probably want to get back to your painting, all you listeners. Um yep. So thank you for coming. Thank you for listening today. And that's about it. Remember, traps win games. <laughs> Unless, of course, you are being trapped and then you kind of lose. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> we need a podcast on traps.
1: Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the
0: Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women those with a history of heart conditions or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice you can contact us on the green dragon podcasts at gmail.com yes it has an s at the end or our facebook page the green dragon podcast we do not claim ownership of any works based on jrr tolkien new line cinema warner brothers or games workshop this podcast is purely for entertainment the thoughts as rare as they are
1: are solely that of our hosts and guests Farewell, listener, until we meet again.